Okay. Thanks, Malia. Now that I got all that straightened out, I'm Elise and I'm in recovery and I'm easily confused. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm easily confused. Oh, it have been all my life, honestly. And, and uh, so I'm, I, yeah, I'm going to um, just <clears throat> talk about things that uh, are highlighted in my mind today. Um, I love to get to know other people. Uh, as they say, their backstories um, uh, helps me connect. So I'm going to give you a little backstory. Um, I'm American, first of all. <laughs> U.S. Yes, I know. Uh, I was born in New Jersey, 1958. Do the math. Um, I was the third daughter. Um, <clears throat> my parents were, I wouldn't say poor. I never felt like we were poor, but we were always struggling, very struggling and minimal. We had minimal uh, possessions in life. But um, as far as I, since I was born, we always had a house to live in. Um, before I was born, I know my parents lived in some very tiny apartments. My father um, was uh, got an engineering degree at Tufts University, which means something to New Englanders in this country. Um, so he was an intelligent man, uh, but he apparently had a hard time getting along with people. He was very um, emotional, uh, and but he had he had a, a job with Westinghouse before, at the time I was born, and so was able to provide um, for the family. And then uh, two and a half years later, my little brother was born. And I remember this, I have some memories very way back. Um, and I, uh, I wanted to, I want him to be my baby. And I was indignant. I didn't understand why they wouldn't let me take care of my little brother. I was two and a half for God's sake. I was old enough to take care of a baby, right? Um, and I watched my older sisters be able to do things. Um, that I was not allowed to do because they were five and six years older than me. And that made sense, but not to me, you know? So right off the bat, I, I was getting resentments <laughs> from a very early age, build up those resentments. Why can't I do the things my older sisters can do? And why am I not given more responsibility even though I'm a toddler? Um, I have another memory, <clears throat> which is, probably really um, says a lot to who I am, especially lately. It explains something to some people here, I hope, <laughs> because I feel like I have to apologize sometimes for being who I am, which I know I don't have to do, but I, 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 am, a, I am passionate about some things in life. And this is why, well, this is one reason why. When I was about five years old, oh, we only had one TV and it was black and white, imagine. And uh, we were up in uh, New York by then. We were up in New York State, upstate New York, not New York City, different world, upstate New York, Syracuse, New York. And um, I was on, I was watching TV and my mother was crying and panicking. We were watching um, the civil rights movement down in um, Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, they were having a march in, to Montgomery. And my mother was, saying, your father's there and he's going to get himself killed. That's my mother, the drama queen. 
And I was watching these marches on TV. Uh, I think it's 1964, 1965. And I thought to myself, oh my God, my father's down there risking his life <clears throat> for this important cause. And I admire him so much. And I want to be just like him when I grow up. I, I thought that um, how wonderful to have such a purpose that you're willing to lay your life on the ground, on the line for something so important. Um, I was really impressed. That stayed with me the rest of my life. I wanted to be like my father. I didn't want to be like my mother. She was weak and emotional. And as I learned later, very unbalanced. Um, my father seemed to be very sturdy and solid and strong <clears throat> and a very good person. Very, very good. I could never get a close, close enough to him though. We never had conversations. He um, referred to me as one of the kids, um, you know, so I felt invisible in his eyes, um, but I just, I adored him. <clears throat> Fast forward, um, I did uh, in our family, we assumed you went to college, no question, you go to college. My parents were the first generation that were even able to go to college <clears throat> in the history of my families. So certainly if you had the opportunity, you know, you did it, there's no question. Um, and my father had lots of little sayings that I hung on to. And, you know, one of those education is the key to opportunity. Knowledge is power, blah, blah, blah. You do this thing. Um, but as a teenager, I quickly uh, stopped going to classes in high school because I didn't want to play this game. I want to play the game of uh, get the grades so you can move on to get something else. And so eventually, as uh, one of our folk singers said, uh, you know, get the, get the education, get the job, make the money, buy the house, live in the ticky-tacky house in the ticky-tacky neighborhood, blah, 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 and take a lot of drugs to numb yourself because, you know, this is really not a very fulfilling life. It's just a chase after the dollar. And I was very cynical as a preteen and teenager about this whole capitalistic, materialistic, money-grabbing world. Um, I, I very early on started watching the things going on in the world. Um, <clears throat> I remember as a young child learning about capital punishment. And I just could not wrap my head around the idea that these adults that are supposed to be in charge of the world are killing people. You know, same thing with war. I just could not wrap my head around that somehow it's okay to kill somebody for any reason. doesn't matter what the reason. In my little mind, you just don't do that, period. Um, we didn't, we didn't, uh, we were not religious. Uh, I know that comes up a lot in AA. We weren't religious. We went to church as a community social event and it was Presbyterian and it wasn't pushed and uh, my parents never talked religion. The, nothing religious ever came out of their mouths. I uh, asked, I had a Bible because um, I went to church and, and the minister was really nice. I remember him. He was a very pleasant chap. And uh, the, the, the uh, early on in, in uh, Sunday school, I remember my, the first memory I have of Sunday school, the only memory I have of Sunday school, I was pretty young. And I think the teacher is talking about Moses walk on the water or something. And I, <laughs> I looked at her and I thought, this adult is supposed to be responsible for children. And yet 
They're talking about these fairy tales in this book called the Bible and they believe them. They think they're true. What the fuck? This is messed up. <laughs> so yeah, I had, you know, I was watching the world like be insane. It was not the kind of place I really wanted to grow into as a child or a teenager. So through my teenage years, besides not going to classes, I got stoned a lot in the woods behind the school with other like-minded young teens. Um, Cause what the hell, you know, this, this world was fucking crazy. They, uh, back in the seventies, they didn't really know what to do with us kids who were rebelling. So they just gave us a degree and sent us on our way. You know, um, they did require me to show up at school because I, they needed to be, they needed to take attendance and they got funding for us being there and they got funding for graduating us. And, and I knew this. So like in the standardized tests, when we didn't have a lot of them back then, just a few, you know, I, again, I was like, I'm not playing this stupid game. I'm not wasting my time reading these questions and trying to figure out the answers. I'll just fill in the dots in a nice design and hand it in and I'm done. And somehow I passed. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. Uh, but yeah, I, I was an artist. I spent a lot of time in the art room listening to Crosby, Still, Nash and Young and working on my um, projects. And uh, my sister was a photographer and she, or she was studying photography. And uh, my mother, like I said, was a little stable, but my oldest sister really stepped in a lot. She did a lot of things for me. Um, so I always felt more connected to my older sister. She was she was stable. She took uh, um, pictures of my my art work in high school, and they submitted it to Rhode Island School of Design, and I got accepted. But I did not go because I was so insecure. I probably had the the maturity of a five year old by then, and I was terrified of leaving home. I was terrified of staying home because I felt unloved. Um, so I went, I, I met a guy at a party and I went and lived with him in the, in the city of Rochester and um, drank a lot. Then I was an adult, so I could drink. Um, I moved from marijuana to alcohol. Alcohol is much safer. Marijuana I got some that was probably spiked with THC or something. I had a really bad trip. So I got off the marijuana and I thought the, uh, the alcohol is safe because I can control that. Um, you know, and it, it compared to the drugs, it was a lot safer. And at that time it was a lot safer. Um, and I took one after high school, I didn't, I didn't go to college and uh, I worked as a waitress in a, in a, in a greasy spoon joint uh, all Italian. That was fun. Um, you know, I came from the suburbs. So I remember uh, having a lunch break and asking the cook, uh, to make me a hamburger for lunch. And he goes, what's the matter? Your arm's broken. You know, so <laughs> I learned I had to take care of myself. Oh my God. Um, so that was a fun experience, uh, hawking beers at, at, uh, sports games on the weekends. Yeah. So after a year of that, I'm like, that's no life for me. I don't want to spend the rest of my life waitressing. I'm no good at it. My, I can't remember the orders and I, I'm, I'm just not that strong. So I, I grudgingly went to um, community college, um, got a degree, 
took seven years. And during that time, uh, also left that guy because uh, he was not going to provide for me the kind of life I wanted. I met a guy who would, uh, uh, an executive, a corporate executive. And I, uh, I met him and, and we got along great. We were good friends. And uh, it looked like this might be my future. And, uh, but I was getting drunk a lot, especially on the weekends. I was uh, putting uh, gin and tonics in, in uh, those containers and, you know, to have handy um, all the time with me. And, and I, I don't know, it was like that moment of clarity. I didn't know anything about AA. I didn't consider myself an alcoholic, but I knew that I drank too much. And I knew that when I drank, I, you know, crazy stuff happened. I don't need to tell you guys what kind of things happen. You all know. Um, I lost my car once. I didn't know what happened to my car. Um, I think that the most heartbreaking thing was that I ruined a new pair of uh, beautiful Italian shoes that I had been dancing in. And uh, the next morning I woke up and I guess I had been doing something in the parking lot in the gravel or something and, my, and it chewed up all the, the heel was all like ruined. And I looked at this beautiful pair of shoes and I cried. So I'm like, what did I do last night? I ruined these shoes. Um, the thinking. So I thought, well, I've got to stop drinking. If I ever want the kind of life I want, which I want the suburban two-story house with the white picket fence and the two and a half kids. And that's what I want. And damn it, I deserve it because I have a college degree. I'm getting one. And, um, <clears throat> and I have this guy that's potential that can get that for me. And, um, but I got to stop drinking because if I keep drinking, I'm, I'm never going to get that. So I did, I stopped drinking and it was hard. And, and it, it was another memory that one night, that first night of uh, withdrawal. And, uh, you know, it was just like up all night, just going through withdrawal. And I thought, shit, you know, I, I didn't know it was that serious. So I didn't drink again. I got the two story uh, house with the, the fence and the suburbs and the two kids. And I didn't drink again for 15 years. And um, I don't know, I feel like that's the end of my story. Um, it, was, it was a terrible marriage. Um, it started out best friends. I think that the, I didn't know what love was. I, I still don't. We said we loved each other, but, you know, he was Mr. Capitalist. I relied on that because I wasn't, but I wanted the benefits of capitalism. Um, I got to be the artist. I got to be the, 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 the homemaker, which I loved. I loved being pregnant. I loved having the babies. I loved making chocolate chip cookies and 10 course meals. And we had the dining room table with the 12 chairs and the crystal china and, and the family came and we did that for years and years and right out of a Norman Rockwell. Um, and he worked all the time, which was great because we weren't around each other much at all. And then it started falling apart and, um, he was being inappropriate at work and they were 
firing him and he became stranger and I became more closed up. And it's just like, you know, it just went downhill. And um, I knew I had to get out of that marriage eventually. We've been together 20 years. And um, the criticisms back and forth, neither one of us appreciated the other one. I got to take my part in this. You know, I didn't at the time. It was all, you know, he's a monster and I'm a victim. But that's not that's not the whole story. Um, we just ate away at each other till there was, you know, um, I don't know how he felt, but I felt like there was nothing left in me. Um, all that confidence, all that that strength, inner strength, eventually just it was gone. And I wasn't drinking. And I knew I had to leave. But and I was, and computers were starting to be a thing. This was 22 years ago. And I was in chat rooms trying to escape my life again in another way. Cause you know, I wasn't doing it with alcohol or drugs, but I had to escape the reality of the world and life and fear of being out on my own, just like not wanting to go away to college. Cause I was afraid to be out on my own. I was afraid to leave this marriage cause I was afraid to be out on my own. And I was burying myself in these chat rooms and I got really hooked on them. That was one of my worst addictions for two years. It was round the clock. It was every chance I got, I was neglecting the kids. I was, you know, just wasting away. Some people I heard in China actually die from being online too much. Um, yeah, I was wasting away. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. I was in the chat rooms. And friends in the chat rooms were saying, you've got to get out of that marriage. I said, I know, but I, I, how am I going to do it? So I, I needed to drink again to get out of that marriage. And I did. I drank a little bit. It calmed me down. It gave me a little bit of courage. It was working. I got out of the marriage. And a few years later, Things were starting to come together. It, it's a long process getting out of a marriage with kids. Um, and I couldn't stop drinking. And I was drinking too much again. And I couldn't stop. And I, people, my friends had been suggesting I go to AA. So I thought, uh, I'll try it. Um, and I went to the church and there were two meetings, one on either side of the hall. One was Al-Anon and one was AA. And I went in the Al-Anon room by mistake. And I'm sitting there with, it's before the meeting. And these people are like, they're downers. <laughs> they're, they're depressed. They're, they're complaining about the people in their lives. It's, I'm not saying all Al-Anon's like this, but the Al-Anon where I got sober, these people were scary. And I said something about, you know, AA, and they go, oh, that's across the hall. You're in the wrong room. So I went across the hall. I sat down before the meeting, and people were joking, and they're happy. And I'm like, yes, these are my people. <laughs> this is where I belong. So, yeah. and. Uh, it was a little rocky at first, 
and and I made a lot of stupid mistakes in life still. Um, but that was uh, that was almost eight. That was eighteen years ago, and uh, I'm I'm going to end it there because that's my backstory. That's what got me into AA, and of course, there's a hell of a lot more. Um, but this share, that's 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 what I'm going to share with y'all. So um, I know people like to uh, share at speaker meetings. I know I do. So I'm going to stop my talk now, and. Um, I hope that something I shared might have related to somebody because um, that's my service work. <laughs>